Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. We've um, we've been producing some videos around Kobe. Why Kobe? Why? Because Kobe Bryant is my favorite player of all time. Uh, I've said this. I've said that I believe that Kobe Bryant is one of the three greatest players. I got him up there with Michael Jordan uh, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? And whenever I say this, the people that usually take exception to this are LeBron fans because I never see any Tim Duncan fans saying nothing. I don't see Shaq fans saying anything. I don't see Magic Johnson fans uh, saying anything. I don't see Larry Bird fans saying anything. It's usually LeBron fans. Why? Because in their mind, the media uh, has been twerking it up so long for them that they're used to hearing people say that he's right there next to Jordan, something that I really cannot even understand. But that's what they believe. So whenever I put out, whenever we put out this type of content, uh, they're usually the first reactors, right? Now, as we've been producing these Kobe shows, um, they've been getting a lot of positive feedback. And one of the comments that I keep getting over and over and over and over and over and over again is, a lot of people believe that Kobe Bryant is right behind Michael Jordan. Like when I say a lot, I'm talking about a lot. Even some high profile athletes like Kevin Durant uh, even believe that Kobe Bryant is right behind Michael Jordan. Like when I say a lot, I'm talking about a lot of people. Not saying that they don't think LeBron is a great player. They obviously do think that, but they think Kobe Bryant uh, is right there behind Jordan, right? And I agree with them. I think Kobe uh, is top three of all time, right? So what has happened? We did a video where I basically, um, you know, systematically broke down these dudes. And a lot of them had nothing really to say in the comments. Like, they had nothing. Now, of course, you have some creators out there making shows about us, talking about us. But they're trash anyway, so nobody watches their shows anyway. So they're not going anywhere. And, um, you know, to them, because we keep getting this comment, which is, oh, you know, you live in Le- 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 you need LeBron James to get views. It's, it's, these dudes live in an alternate uh, reality. They just talk, make things up, not basing any kind of reality. That's what they believe. But what happens is you have enough dweebs saying this and they actually believe it. Dudes arguing with me, talking about, oh, LeBron, LeBron does nothing for our, our channel. And if you say that, they'll say, then why do you produce videos about him? Because I choose to. That's why. I choose to. Sometimes I feel like talking about LeBron, I'm going to do it. And I ain't got to an answer to you dudes, especially when you're garbage. When it comes to content, I can't be listening to you. You got dudes running around here doing two, three, four hour lives with 2000 views talking about you beating me. That's what we live at. So, um, you know, I've pushed down. I've kind of pushed on this point to say that Kobe's top three. Um, I'm going to push this narrative because I think it needs to be pushed. There's a lot of lies that's been going on out there. And I think a lot of us real NBA fans. You know, we're going to get our, our voices are going to be heard, too. And there's going to be a different narrative. And I'm going and I'm to push that. You know, if you don't like it, then you got a lot of people that can twerk for you. You got Shannon Sharp. You got Nick Wright and all of these guys. Go to them. You miss these dudes. Go find them. Go go hang out with them. They'll they'll do that for you. Don't come over here looking for it. So when we put out that statement, I said Kobe Bryant is top three of all time. A lot of people were pushing back. Oh, you're a Kobe fan. Blah, 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 blah. So what happened? This morning, I was going through my phone uh, on Instagram. And it actually showed an image of something I had posted yesterday uh, on the channel. But on this image, I was surprised because 
um, what is it? Sports Center picked it up, right? Sports Center picked it up and they posted this about, let me say, an hour or so ago. And it already has about 63 going on 64,000 likes. Um, it has boat, a boatload of comments. And on this post, it says, Stephen Curry's all-time starting five. At the point, Magic Johnson. Then he has Michael Jordan at the two. Kobe Bryant at the three. Then he has um, Tim Duncan at the four. And then he has Shaquille O'Neal at the five. So he put that up. He put that up there. And then I started reading through the comments. One person said, LMAO, he's still mad about the 3-1 ring. Um, and then another person said, bronze sexuals are triggered. Um, you know, another person said, funny to see how see everyone mad about his list. Another person said, Curry taking that 16 ring personally. Damn. Um, another person said, Shaq will be very happy with this. Um, another person said, Stephen Curry is uh, Steph is not top 10 all time. Another person said, no, LeBron is wild. So it just kept on going on and on and on and on and on. And people are kind of going um, uh, back and forth, right? Some people are saying he did that because he's hating on LeBron. Some people are saying he's doing that because he's traumatized by that 3-1 lead. It's amazing how Stephen Curry will be traumatized by LeBron. Meanwhile, he has what? A two and one record against him in the finals, if I'm not mistaken. Meanwhile, he's traumatized by it's, 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 it's unreal, right? But why are we producing this show? I'm producing this show to prove to you that if Kobe Bryant wasn't as, as nice as you guys say he was, why does Stephen Curry have him in his top five? Why does Kevin Durant have him in his top two if he's not nice? This is what I'm trying to figure out. If Kobe's not nice, why do they have him on this list? Why do they have him on their list? Why? Now, some people would say, but it's also annoying to put Kobe ahead of LeBron on that power four and the small four list because Kobe's too small. But here's the difference. You can have LeBron who's six foot eight, but it's not like as if he's going to be playing any defense anyway. I mean, it's not like as if he's going to be playing any defense anyway. He's not going to play no damn defense anyway. So I don't even see the point of having him if you're talking about the size thing. Kobe made nine all first defensive teams, 12 overall. So you know Kobe's going to play defense. You know he's going to compete. You know that he's going to lead. Although you got Jordan on the team, you know you're going to have a team full of alphas with Jordan, Shaq, and Kobe. There's not a doubt. There's not going to be one weak-minded individual on that team. Right? And then you have Tim Duncan and all of that. I think he went with a very, very good list. So to me, the question I'm asking you dudes is, but wait a minute. I thought you said Kobe was, I thought you said he wasn't nice, huh? So what happened? That's what I'm asking y'all. Like, yo, so what? what is it? What? What's, what's, what's Stephen Curry's motive here? What's his motive? No, y'all tell me what's his motive. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he ain't pick. He ain't pick. He ain't pick uh, LeBron because of what? Like, yo, what? What's his motive? Nah, Kobe's not really a great basketball player. There's another reason. I'm. I'm waiting. Let me tell y'all what's about to happen. Let me tell you guys what's about to happen because we have other shows coming out. Let me predict the future for you guys. This was gonna happen. The media is going to be running with LeBron until the cows come home. Then LeBron is going to retire. He's going to retire. And a lot of these guys are going to forget about him. Or they're going to be putting other young and up and coming stars or stars that are tearing up the league or bringing in a lot of ratings. They're going to be putting them ahead. Of, going to put those guys ahead of LeBron. I'll give you guys an example of what I mean. You remember when Stephen Curry he captured his fourth ring? Do you remember the conversation around Stephen Curry and LeBron? 
You see, you guys believe that, oh, these guys, these guys, a lot of these guys say this because they're grifting. They talk about LeBron because it knows it's going to bring ratings on TV. On TV. On YouTube, it really don't work that way. It really, really don't work that way. So for, for, for the people that feel like this thing is good, I got it. Y'all going to have a rude awakening. Trust me. Y'all going to have a rude awakening. And for the people that are saying, oh, you know, you need LeBron to get views. You got to put him in the title. You know, dudes who never had a successful YouTube channel platform in their life. In their life. These dudes never created any successful platform ever. Anywhere. Telling us, oh, this is the reason you get views. So here's my challenge to you guys, right? Since LeBron is such an easy way to make money. It's what we're going to do. I want some of you guys to go out there and create channels. Link them in the comments or wherever it is. And we're going to track y'all. And what we want to what we want to see is we want you guys to talk about LeBron and the Lakers every single day for the next year. And I can almost guarantee you a good a good majority of these dudes are going to fail. Do you know why? Cuz they're trash. That's the secret, folks. That's the secret. Y'all just y'all just saw the uh Shaq video we did. They got 200,000 views. Did you see LeBron's name in that video anywhere? So I got a challenge for you. In closing, for the guys that say we need a LeBron to do this, da, 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 I challenge you. I challenge you. Please, I'm begging you. Link two to three videos in the comment section about LeBron James. Two to three. They got 150,000 views. Two or three. If you can't do it, shut up. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. So, as you guys know, um, I've been following this ESPN story uh, rather closely and been trying to figure out what's happening on the business end of things. As you guys know, they recently laid off some pretty high profile front facing uh, talent. And um, I've been following this story pretty, you know, um, pretty closely for my personal edification of the industry. I want to understand how these things work in the business aspect of sports media. I think it behooves anyone uh, coming into this industry to understand the ins and outs and how things really work. Otherwise, you're just there kind of floating. And I want to make sure I understand that. So anyway, uh, this afternoon, I was doing some research and I came across an article here from my new favorite, one of my favorites in uh, front office sports, right? And this article basically entails that Disney could actually seek uh, the NFL, NBA, and MLB to invest in ESPN, which to me uh, was 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 very very surprising, given the fact that you've had various voices out there like Stephen A. Smith and others publicly boasting about how strong they are and how strong they're going to be uh, going into the future. And I thought that this article would be a fantastic read for you guys for your own personal edification as well. So in the ESPN um, in the ESPN scenario at play here, I think this is emblematic of how substantially difficult the overall environment is as it pertains to uh as it pertains to ESPN. They've gone from 100 million subscribers and they're on the path down to somewhere in the neighborhood of about 50 uh about 50 million. And if you look at that and contemplate it, 100 million to 50 million has destroyed ESPN's business. And we've talked a lot about Disney and the overall situation that is out there and the challenges that Disney faces. 
Bob Iger, I think the math is pretty clear here. I don't think Disney can afford to continue to buy rights. And nobody is talking about this. And it's because I think a lot of sports media don't understand basic business. You can criticize me for a lot, uh, certainly. I understand business way better than most people who do content on a day-to-day basis. And so Disney, through ESPN, has been using all the money that they got from cable and satellite subscriptions to be able to pay the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the SEC. Every game that you watch on ESPN is basically rented by ESPN from the sports leagues themselves. So ESPN is the middleman. They are paying billions of dollars a year in sports rights for the right to, for instance, put on the NBA Finals or the NBA Playoffs or the college football playoff. All of these different uh, relationships are the ESPN is the middleman. And what's happening now, and again, a lot of people still have not seen this yet, is ESPN is trying to say, well, yes, you're right. Because a long time they argued with me. They said, oh, cord cutting is not a real thing. Clay Travis has no idea what he's talking about. I mean, they, they tried to make this argument for years. And clearly cord cutting is occurring and ESPN is going to go from like 100 million subscribers to around 50 million. So their revenue is going to be cut in half uh, in the next three or four years, probably five years, whatever the math is going to be. And it may go lower than 50 million, right? I don't know how many eventual cable and satellite subscribers there's going to be. And ESPN has tried to sell this idea, well, yeah, now we're losing a lot of cable and satellite subscribers, but we're just going to pivot and go to ESPN Plus, which is our streaming platform. Problem is, ESPN has lost through Disney. Total, Disney has $11 billion in streaming. So you've got a collapsing cable and satellite business You've got a streaming business in ESPN Plus, which is losing money. You've actually got two bad businesses now instead of just one bad business. So what is ESPN doing? They're also staring down the pike where they've got monster increases for what they had to pay for the NFL. Their NBA deal is about to end and the NBA has got their hand out saying, you need to pay us way more money. And while all of this is happening, ESPN parent company, Disney, is losing money hand over fist. So Bob Iger last week admitted that they were potentially looking for strategic partners with ESPN. ESPN, 80% owned by Disney, 20% by the Hearst Company. A lot of people forget about that. Now ESPN is trying to rescue itself by getting the NBA and and or the NFL to take an equity stake in ESPN. Let me ask you this. Why does that make any sense at all to the NBA or the NFL? So let me just get into this article here quickly because we have a lot of things that I want to cover here today. Starts off saying Disney's search for potential equity partners in ESPN has reportedly involved three of the biggest entities in all of sports. A CNBC report says that Disney officials, including CEO Bob Iger and ESPN chairman Jimmy Patero, have held initial talks with the NFL, NBA, and MLB as part of a larger concept, bringing pro sports league and a minority partners, and as minority partners in the uh, iconic sports network. They move closely. 
The move closely follows Iger's disclosure that Disney is open to selling part of ESPN to a strategic partner as the company is, in his words, dealing head on with some of our biggest challenges. Amongst those challenges is the ongoing cord cutting that slashed ESPN's linear reach from more than 100 million homes in 2011 to, to the 72.5 uh, million. Such a move could bring ESPN even closer to three of its most important pro sports pro, uh, properties. In 2001, the network added its NFL rights through 2023 in a deal worth about $2.7 billion per year, providing additional game inventory and broad highlight rights to help power extensive amounts of daytime ESPN programming. The NBA, meanwhile, has been on ESPN continually since 2002, and the network's current rights expires in 2025. Even without an equity deal, ESPN has been very interested in, in extending those rights. ESPN similarly extended its MLB deal in the 2021 in 2021 through to 2028. We have a long-standing relationship with Disney and look forward to continuing the discussion around the future of our partnership, the NBA said. And basically, that's what the article had to say there. Now, I was listening to Clay Travis's show. Um, I believe it was on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Now, the reason I listen to Clay Travis's show, especially around this, is because he's covering the business aspect of this. As you guys know, he used to be employed by ESPN at one point. Then he started OutKick. I think they got purchased for about $100 million. So he knows a lot about how the industry works. And I watch it to understand, you know, to gain some information about what he's saying so I can understand this thing a little bit further. But anyway, I was listening to uh, one of his shows and he was talking about how ESPN is kind of collapsing. And funny enough, he gave an analysis of this very article. And oh, by the way, he actually he actually said that the hundred million figure of that initially was when people were in you know in people's homes that dropped about seventy two million. He actually is seeing that that number is actually going to drop to fifty million rather quickly. And he basically. Uh, you know, went through this entire article of, of, of how ESPN could potentially partner, um, um, uh, you know, with these sports leagues and question why it would be beneficial to any of these sports leagues to even be want to, want to be in concert with ESPN at all. So what we want to do is want to play uh, exactly what he had to say here, because I think he made some fantastic points and points that would be very thought provoking for you guys. So take a listen to what he had to say here and then we'll continue on with the show. Take a listen to that. So you heard what he had to say. And in my personal opinion, I think he makes some very good points. The point I think that that stood out to me was when he said, why would they partner with ESPN, who's a middleman, when they can find a way to go directly to the consumer? I think that's a very good question. Why would you not find a way to go directly to the consumer and, and, and then try to find a middleman that you're going to have to go through in order to get to these consumers. He even brought up the NFL. He even brought up an example of the NFL, how they have one of their own stream platforms. I believe they have 2 million viewers on there or something like that. And I think he made a very good point. Number one, number two, does this sound like a company that's in a power position? Number three, did you hear what the CEO says? He essentially said that we're doing all of these maneuvers. If you listen very, very carefully, he said, we're doing all of these uh, maneuvers. I want to see, I want to just quickly find where uh, I said, yes, he said, um, while we're dealing head on with some of our biggest challenges, it is not a parade happening at ESPN. They're not up there twerking it up. They're not up there dancing it up. They're not over there break dancing. They have some serious issues. That 5.5 billion is no joke. It ain't no joke. Now, I don't know. If that that money is owed maybe from a loan or something like that, because if you borrow money 
Trust me, I've heard some horror stories out there. There are some people that have borrowed money and they have not been able to pay off the debt. And now they find themselves paying off the interest. They're not even touching the principal. You don't want to end up in that situation. For people that have loans, they'll tell you that for free. So it ain't all kumbaya over there. And if you see this type of restructuring, it lets you know that there's a lot of movement going on. And he made some very good points. If subscriptions are dropping, how are they going to get this revenue to go out there to pay for these rights? Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. So recently, Stephen Curry came out with his starting five, right? Came out with his starting five, and his ba- basically his starting five consists of all time. Magic Johnson at the, at the at the point guard, Michael Jordan at the two, Kobe at the three, uh, Tim Duncan at the four, Shaquille O'Neal at the five. We even put up our poll. We even put up a post in our community about a day or so ago where we said Stephen Curry knows what's up. Kobe top three as as a uh, top three as his four to go with Jordan, Magic, Shaq, and Tim Duncan. Let me guess, he's hating too, huh? So we did that. So what happened? Of course, LeBron supporters came out in droves to come to his defense, which is which is which is what you would expect. So anyway, um, I was going through the internet and I came across a clip from the Colin Cowherd show. Now apparently Colin Cowherd must be on vacation because one of the most annoying people in sports media, at least in my personal view, um, what is it, uh, Jason McIntyre, he was on there filling in for um Colin Cowherd. And Jason McIntyre was talking about this very thing, right? Um, and basically he was talking about how shocked he was, uh, that Stephen Curry basically omitted, uh, LeBron out of his top five of all time. Now, if you know anything about Jason McIntyre, he's a huge Laker fan and he's a very, very huge LeBron fan. And he's also very, very annoying. But in this particular clip for, 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 to to my surprise, he actually took an anti LeBron position on this topic, which absolutely uh, surprise me. So what we want to do is want to play exactly what Jason McIntyre uh, had to say here, and then want to come back and react to his comments. Take a listen to that. Okay, I know the NBA is on hiatus. We're just waiting for Dame and James Harden to figure things out. Uh, James Harden, notably not at one of his teammates' weddings over the weekend. We'll, we may touch on that later. Um, but my guy, Steph Curry, you guys know I'm a huge Curry fan. I've told the story a ton. Um just a a great ambassador for the NBA. So he's doing a little media tour. I don't know if we're going to be able to get him here on the show. Unlikely. Um, About his new Apple show. I forget the name of it, but apparently it's, it's pretty good. I watched about half of it. I haven't finished it. And um, he's doing a media tour and Steph Curry was asked because this is how you, you know, generate interest. uh, Steph, name your all time starting five. And, I don't know if Steph Curry gave this much thought. Maybe I'm being too sinister here. Um, But Steph Curry left one big name out of his starting top five. Okay? Steph had Magic Johnson, understandable, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant at the three, I guess, Tim Duncan, and Shaq. Now, almost all of those guys played in the same era. There was a little crossover uh, with Tim Duncan I think uh, in the early 2000s, Shaq went a little longer. Uh, Kobe went a little longer. And it's it's a fine starting five. But you know what the big picture takeaway is on social media. Whoa, whoa, he left LeBron off the list. J-Mac, 
He's got LeBron number number one all time. A lot of other guys got LeBron number two all time. LeBron's even on the starting five. Curry's taking a shot at LeBron. And then you give it a little more thought. You know, that's the surface level stuff that basic jabronis will give you on the internet. So think about it a little deeper. Curry left himself off the list. I think a lot of people would put him on there. I'll get my top five in a sec or my starting five in a second. But what if Curry views himself on LeBron's level? Like more of a peer than a, I'm looking up to LeBron. What if Curry says, you know what? We've kind of dominated the league for the last, I don't know, 10 years. You could argue, there's a capable argument to be made that what Curry and LeBron have had over about a decade span was pretty much what Bird and Magic had in the 80s. There's a real argument for that. I mean, Curry and LeBron have dominated the NBA. Interestingly, they have the same number of titles. Uh, interestingly, Curry is 3-1 and one against LeBron in the finals, now 3-2 and two overall because the Warriors lost to the Lakers in this postseason. But it's entirely possible, ladies and gentlemen, that Steph Curry views himself as an equal to LeBron. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You could make a legitimate argument that Steph Curry was the more impactful player in terms of changing the game during his career than LeBron. I mean, you could argue Curry changed the game more than a lot of the guys on his starting five. Like, I know LeBron was ushering in the super teams, but I've argued this on the show. And again, I know I keep using the word argue. Folks, when I was a young guy, I wanted to be a lawyer. You know, I, I really thought I was going to be a lawyer. I could argue anything. I'm seeing a lot of that in my kid. A little frustrating to deal with it now, but uh, I, I digress. Um, and you could really look at Curry's career and say, yeah, he, he changed the game more than LeBron. And Curry has beaten LeBron head-to-head in the finals. But, Jay, he had Kevin Durant for two of those. Okay, okay, fine. He beat him in 2015, lost to him in 2016. Then LeBron, him and Curry have like a, I don't want to say frenemy situation developing. Because LeBron has gushed about Curry and Curry's gushed about LeBron. But I do wonder if Curry said, I'm closer to LeBron than the masses think. I know it's tough to think of because LeBron is 6'9 or 6'8 or 6'9 and like 250. He's like a tank. And Steph Curry's this wispy, below the rim, 6'3 guy. So you heard what he had to say. There's something I think uh, that's important that I need to say now. I don't know where it became a thing. But you do realize that the only people that pick LeBron James as a top two player of all time are people that work on television, people that work at various sports publications who usually all have the same list. But if you talk to normal NBA fans, they usually have a different position. I don't know what the big shock is. Some of you guys are shocked. I don't understand why you're shocked. Most people that have seen both of these two dudes play usually go in a different direction. The majority of them. The ma- I mean, I was listening to a clip the other day. Even Charles Barkley, who has Kobe Bryant number, I think it's number five or number six of all time. All time, he has, he has uh, Kobe numbers. I think he has LeBron right behind him. I don't know what, what what is this. To me, what gets me is that these guys believe that we're supposed to believe that, which to me is surprising. Uh, which to me is surprising. Some of us don't see it the way you see it. Some of us see it from a, you know, from a to- totally different angle. Now I have LeBron in my top five all time. He's number four. Some people feel as hey, and I don't care. They can kick rocks. Personally, I don't. I don't give a damn, right? Because I don't be seeing these people commenting under Nick Wright videos or Shannon Sharp videos talking about they hating. They be loving it. They be loving it. 
So I don't care to align with these guys uh, in terms of who they think is. the. T- I don't care. I don't care to have your opinion. That's your opinion. That's what you feel. That is fine. I'm not here to triangulate, to be like, oh, now I, I don't care. I believe what I believe. I've defended it. I've taken my position. What surprised me, however, is this is this is a LeBron guy saying this. And as I said in the other show, I'm going to say it again. You guys are going to be in for a very, very, very rude awakening. A lot of these guys that were talking and trumpeting LeBron, are going to, they'll turn on him for the next best thing. You, you better believe it. You already saw signs of it when he was up there at the SPs acting, you know, acting up, doing whatever he did. People were already calling him out for that. And these are people that are normally known for supporting him. Normally known for supporting him. These are guys that were actually calling him out. Like Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd. They were like, this is just a very, very cringy moment. So all of them are calling him out. These are staunch LeBron people that always have come to his support. And they're out there calling him out. So um, you guys are going to have a rude awakening in the future. Y'all can feel it. And people talking about he doesn't have him in his top because he don't think he that dude, period. And you heard what he said. Like, you know, why would I be ranking a dude that I beat so many times ahead of me? Like, yo, what's what's going on? Like, yo, come on. Like, what are we like, what are we doing? Like, like, what are we doing? So I understand Stephen Curry doing that. He would look soft if he even came out there and said something like, You're gonna talk about somebody I bit like yo, I beat you so many times, and I'm gonna put you ahead of me. Come on, stop. So I, I totally feel that. LeBron fans, if y'all feel a type of way, then that means that means you here. If you feel a type of way, that means you're watching the content. So you can't come up here watching something and then talking about you feeling a type of way. Again, if you if if the music ain't working right for you guys, if you don't see me, if you see if you see my unwillingness to twerk, again, you have a plethora, a myriad of platforms that you can go to and have them twerk it up for you all day long. What kills me is these dudes acting like as if I need to be kissing the ring. You dudes can kiss the ring. I'm not doing that. I can say whatever I want in a respectful way, period. I don't have to feel the way you feel. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. There, I, I go through the internet. There are a lot of channels with a lot of dudes twerking it up all day long. You guys have enough. You're not getting me to. I am sorry. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.